The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us again uh, this morning. And, of course, it may not be morning where you are because I know that... uh, uh, maybe perhaps Denmark is listening, Japan is listening, uh, Great Britain, Canada, and we are so excited about that. Uh, I am uh, just about to have a beautiful conversation, I think, with uh, someone I believe you should get closer to, which is Doris Young Foyer, uh, a sense of grace. She is the president's sense of grace. And we'll speak to her in a moment, and she'll be able to share some of her uh, views and her success on what keeps us tuned to our mind, body, spirit with the purpose of etiquette. (laughs) So uh, on that note, I'd just like to speak to you also about who we are, Wellness Interactive, just in case you're tuning in for the first time. We are Wellness Interactive, and this is the Wellness Lounge a step further. And what we like to do is focus on the whole mind, body, spirit. So if you've been following us for the past few months, you will uh, notice, of course, that we may have um, guests on that may speak to our minds, that may speak to our spirit, that may speak to our body, and the whole purpose is to bring it all together. So today our host, uh, Doris Young-Boyer, I believe will uh, comfort us uh, in bringing that whole uh, balance for us and with a sense of grace. Uh, You can always find Wellness Interactive at uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest everywhere you can. We're in the social network. We have been for many, many years. And uh, tweet us, if you like, at wellness, hashtag wellness enter, and tweet us with uh, questions if you have them. Now, on that note, I'd love to uh, read a passage from a book called 10. It's actually my pastor's book because I do believe that... uh, Everything we do in life is grounded in belief and in faith. And uh, I'll read this. I, I love it. It connects, I believe, with uh, Doris and what she's about to speak to. Uh, there has been a common understanding of morality throughout time, even though it has been expressed uniquely through various cultures and various times. I believe as do other people of faith, 
that this implies the existence of a moral moral lawgiver. Forgive me for that. God, the creative creator of conscience, He gave us the ability ability to discern right and wrong. And I believe that the future we are responsible to create must be pursued with the idea of what's right and what's good deeply impressed in our minds. This guarantees that our stories will be filled with moral conflict. Uh, Well, of course, good moral conflict. Now, that is the passage from my uh, pastor's book, uh, which is uh, called Ten. And today we have Doris Young-Boyer. She is a speaker and author. Uh, She has been selected uh, uh, to be featured in Mastering the Art of of Success. It's actually published now, the book Mastering the Art of Success. She's a highly uh, successful, thought-provoking etiquette protocol, international. I love it all. She, okay, let, those are my words, but let me just uh, go to her bio. bio. Ms. Boyer is also an international etiquette and protocol expert who works with organizations who want a workplace culture of civility, confidence, and effective performance. She also works with people who want more poise, more polish, and to put their best foot forward in business and social situations. Her clients benefit from exposure to all levels of the corporate experience and her international travel representing a major corporation. On that note, thank you so much for joining us, Doris, and I'm prepared for you to give me a sense of grace right now. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I am delighted to be with you, Desiree. Can How you hear you me, Doris? I can hear you very well. Hello. Can you so thank me? you for joining us. You are very welcome. I look forward to talking with you today. Oh, great, great. So um, I'd like to uh, really just go right to the discussion on a sense of grace and etiquette. And I'd first like to just um, speak with you about how you got to uh, this point or how you uh, really uh, designed this amazing platform and navigated <laughs> Uh, the process to 2013 to be as successful as you are. You've got a great book out, and you're working with corporations and nonprofits, and I love that. And uh, I think, um, uh, more importantly, people want to know that um, there is someone like yourself uh, that still has that sense of grace. So how did you get to this point? Uh, This is an an area that, that I love talking about how to be gracious and how to be successful and powerful all at the same time. Very often people think of them as separate things, that if you're, that if you're a very powerful person, you are someone who is dictating to others and you are making all the decisions. And a sense of grace is saying that it's not so, that, right. <laughs> that two things are important here. Uh, results are important and relationships are important. And how you meld those together will determine how powerful and how successful you are. Uh, I come from a large family. I have six sisters and brothers. And my parents were very, very much sticklers about how we behaved at home 
as mm-hmm. well as going out. We were, were taught that you are responsible for your, your sister or your brother, and if you came home without them, you were expected to, 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 be, to know where they were. And if right. you didn't know where they were, to go back <laughs> to go back <laughs> find them. So we, we brought up with, you know, there are a lot of us, and in order for us to, to be a, a, a cohesive family and do the kinds of things that we need to do at home as well as wherever they would send us, we had to follow certain standards and certain rules. We were part of the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir generation. Right. I think that, yeah. So that, that, that's 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 in the fiber of me. I learned that very early. We learned, we sat down at the table, and, you know, you had to eat what was put in front of you. Those kind of values are what I grew up with, and I think that they they worked for me in my life. So it was always part of my life, and I was very active in organizations, and I was the person who, who put it together and, and made sure that everybody was was comfortable and knew what they were supposed to do. And so I was the leader in those kinds of things. And the skills that I learned at home were very, very helpful to me. When I went into the business world in human resources, uh, I was both domestic and international. When we would do succession planning and there was someone who been with the company for a long time and was in the track to, let's say, make VP or senior VP, when we would do succession planning, all of a sudden, they'd say, well, you know, Joe is not quite ready. And when we would drill it down to the not quite ready, it always was part of relationships or how they behaved with other people, how they resolved conflict, or how they were with customers. And it all went back to etiquette and protocol. It was amazing to me that this little area would be the the kind of thing that would bring people down or would derail their career. And so I learned some of these things, uh, how to help those that were my clients, how to give them that little bit of information that would help polish them. And when I received a promotion at Bristol-Myers Squibb to travel internationally, they had this wonderful program that I call a corporate charm school where they took us uh, – it was two of us who were going to be traveling overseas, and they just taught us how to behave when you go to another country, how to learn about a country, what their mores are, what their customs are, what will be important for us to be able to engage them and be profitable for the company. And I decided at that point that at some point in my life I was going to teach this information to others, and that's how A Sense of Grace a Global Protocol was born. Oh, I think it's uh, absolutely uh fascinating um excuse me especially because uh when you have uh companies and well corporations involved in how we should present ourselves uh as employees or i you know i i just think that's absolutely uh fascinating and i know that it's been happening for some time now but uh it, it still can be challenging. <laughs> so it, it's still challenging if you're traveling to other countries and uh, we have not done our homework. Or even if we're, we're not traveling to other countries, we might uh, go locally uh, to a company for a meeting, another company, a corporation for a meeting, and um, uh, there might be things that we need to uh, know and uh, as to how to present ourselves. But I want to go back to one thing you mentioned about uh, when you were growing up and 
you know, you all sat down for dinner and you sat down together. I recall that uh, we couldn't eat until my dad came home. <laughs> we were all waiting for our dad to come home. Our dad to come home, and we could have starved by then. But um, let's speak about that because uh, now there are so many families that aren't engaging with this. We it, it's hard. Uh, it's a disconnect because we're just traveling, or the kids have different schedules. We're not doing that. I'd like to speak about that for a moment, but also how that affects our business uh, uh, world. Or, you know, eventually, obviously, we're all going to get jobs. How do you see that affecting us when you're not getting that at home, and it's completely different now in 2013, it's a different society, but how can we fast forward, help our, our, our young people, help our families to realize uh, that when you get into the business world, although you did not get this at home, how can you present yourself with uh, uh, the amazing uh, platform that you just spoke about? I think that people are starting to realize that there are pieces that might have been missing in their background. So they are going to the Internet to get some information. They're coming to people like me to get information. They are reading things that will be helpful to them. I'm doing business etiquette workshops for colleges. Excellent. I'm, I'm doing a, a business etiquette for professionals course for Seton Hall University here in New Jersey starting in September. It'll, the first class is September 22nd. So then people can pick up some of the skills that they did not learn at home. My hope is that schools will start to look at how we pass on these values to young people because it, it helps them get a good education. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there are many, many ways. It's the, the reason this is so important is because when we sit down at a table at home, we are imparting the family's values, and hopefully those values will help us move society forward. But you learn how mm -hmm. to follow the rules. One of the rules in your home was we do not eat until Dad comes home. Right. So it's not all about you and what it, how you would like it to be. There is a rule in that particular environment, and you find a way to adjust to the rule or to the guideline. You learn about yeah. uh, taking your turn at the table in terms right. of conversation, how to make small talk, how right. to express your opinion, how to receive feedback and maybe even criticism. Right. Because at the table you will say, well, I think, you know, the sky is purple. And someone will say, well, no, the <laughs> no, sky really isn't true. purple. The sky is blue. And at that point you can say, well, I think it's purple. And then a dialogue can ensue. So you get all of that around yeah. the table. As well yeah. as, you know, which fork to use, which knife to use. Right. And to me, there is such a uh, a practicality to etiquette, but there's a beauty to it. Mm -hmm. It's problem-solving. It's useful. To me, I, you know, there is nothing better than a beautifully set table. Oh, I love it. It's my absolute favorite. My favorite <laughs> I thing. I spend a lot I of look, time with that. I love it. I look it. at magazines and I see how the tables are set or go mm -hmm. to a corporate affair that has taken the time to bring its employees to a fabulous place and the, mm -hmm. the setting and everything is gleaming and, you know, mm -hmm. this is the beauty of it. It really <laughs> is. is I love that it. practicality about, you know, what you just mentioned. Um, it, uh, it, going back also to um, what we learn at home, um, something uh, interesting happened to me. I was on the phone, which I think is interesting. But I was on the phone and I was speaking with someone 
uh, we were working on a project for my uh, daughter's school when they were in high school and elementary school and so on. And my husband was home from work that day, and so uh, he had gone out for coffee, coffee but uh, uh, he'd come back, and uh, he walked in, and I was still on this call, and I said to uh, the person I was speaking with, I said, you know what, can I call you back later? I said, you know, my, my husband's home today, and, you know, I don't get a chance to really have coffee with him. Something as simple as that. Do you think that has some impact? But it, she said to me, oh, my gosh, you know what? She said, I, uh, I um, thought about uh, you're hanging up the phone, and she said, I realized that whenever my husband would walk in the house, I would never hang up the phone. She said she was always on the phone. It, you know, he would come home from work. She was still on the phone. You know, he would have to really wait for her an hour later or two hours to say hello. So is it something as simple as that? Just um, uh, really learning these uh, uh, small things that can help uh, young people to navigate their experience uh, going forward. And maybe that's not a very big uh, issue with, with some people, but she, I thought it was cool that she kind of uh, called me back and responded that, oh, wow, I never thought about hanging up the phone when my husband walked in the door. Well, you know, that is such, an, uh, such a good thing, and it speaks to people who are on their cell phones all the time. One of my clients called me and she said, you know, I have uh, an employee who constantly wears his Bluetooth. Wow. And she said, I'm not sure how to approach it. Uh, she said, you know, he, he'll say to her, well, you know, it's not on. If I get a call, I, I'll take the call, but, but it's just in case. And so we talked about the fact that what it's, what it's saying is that he's expect, expecting something more important to happen than what he's doing. Ah. Using their company time to take any call, because the Bluetooth was not a company call. Right. He was using that time to take any call. And he, so he wasn't really available. Hmm. So if another employee came over, what would he say? Well, just a minute, just a minute, I got somebody on my, <laughs> on my Bluetooth. So you're saying to, you, to the person that you're speaking with, can we suspend what we're doing for a short time so that I can tend to my family? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is very, very admirable. And it speaks to the fact that, you know, cell phones and there are so many interruptions yes. to our relationships these days. Some of them are necessary and some of them are not. I always look at people who come to my seminars and what they will do is as soon as they sit down, they'll put their cell phone on the table. Ah, and I used, to ask right. people, I used to ask people to turn the cell phone off. Mm-hmm. So they would put it on mute, and now I ask them to put it away. Yes, say, okay. For you, you're here, and I have some important things that I want to share with you, and you're here because obviously you want to receive what I have. Mm-hmm. So let's just give ourselves this time together. Put your cell phone away. Mm-hmm. We will take a break so that you can return any calls that you will get, mm-hmm. um, and it's respectful to both of us, and it's respectful to the process. Right. That's so important because I guess if you're uh, doing, <laughs> doing a class or a seminar and the phone is on the table, what does that say? You're expecting a more important call or exactly. text that's, or that's something, what it and it, that doesn't make any sense. So that's a great point, Doris. Love it, love it. Well, uh, think, we're going just, to break for commercial. We're speaking okay. with Doris Young-Boyer. 
our international etiquette expert. Can't wait to continue the conversation with you, Doris. Stay tuned, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. And together, you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hello again, and thank you so much for joining in on uh, the conversation today. We're speaking with Doris Young-Boyer. She is our uh, sense of grace. She's an international etiquette and protocol expert, and uh, she is also an author. She's featured in Mastering the Art of Success. So thanks again for joining us, uh, Doris, to um, help us all navigate, navigate, I should say, our uh, what I think is very intense, it can be very intense, intense at times, in uh, presenting who we are as a person, uh, culturally, uh, even, you know, mind, body, spirit, who we are. I want to ask you a question about the value of uh, uh, knowing how to uh, really present yourself in business, in society, uh, uh, family. What uh, When we speak about a sense of grace and etiquette, what is the value? Do you, what value from on the scale of one to ten? How strong uh, is this presence in our lives, and how should we embrace it? Should we embrace it? We should we drop everything and just say, "Ah, oh, I've missed. I'm, I'm way <laughs> off the point here, and I really need to get 
some information, some books on etiquette. How far away are we as a society, or even sometimes in our families? We just spoke about family, and I think uh, people will be touched with that. But as a society and culture, how far away are we from that 10? Yes. Having protocol and etiquette savvy is a wellness issue Mm -hmm. because it speaks to your confidence in situations, and once you're, and you know, based on the, the body of work that you do, when you are confident, when you are well, when you are healthy, there is no limit. I mean, you are, you are just powerful. Mm-hmm. And this body of work, etiquette and protocol, increases our power and our confidence because we know what to do and we know what to do when. We know how to avoid unintentional blunders and mistakes. Sometimes the things that derail us are not things that we plan to do. We didn't have the knowledge at that particular point in time, the hard knowledge, or we weren't confident enough to read the situation and say, well, wait a minute, let me step back a little bit here and and see what's going on before I respond. And very often we'll end up putting our foot in our mouth when we really (laughs) didn't intend to do that. So enough of that piling up on us, we are not going to be very well <laughs> in mind, body, or spirit. Right. We're not so there. This, this area, once we have the knowledge and the savvy, and the savvy is the practical application, under our belt it really is a wellness issue. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I think it depends on where we are and what we're doing. There are some situations that people are more confident in than others. But you, you don't know where you're going to end up. You could come in one morning let's say as a junior person, and your boss says to you, I'm having a meeting with the senior VP of XYZ company, and I'm going to take you along for the experience. Uh, And we're going to be doing that meeting over dinner. Well, you want to know already what to do. You want to know where you sit, what you're supposed to what you're supposed to say, how to make small talk, how to eat certain foods. You don't know what's coming up. So I see insur- I mean, I see etiquette and protocol as an insurance policy. Mm, get, I love that. We get that knowledge beforehand. It's, it's a course of study. Just as we're studying math, just as we're studying English, we're studying how to get along in the world so that it becomes part of us. And when we're in a situation that's unfamiliar to us, we have enough of a foundation of what not to do and, and some things to do that we'll be okay. Oh, oh, gosh, I love it. I love it. So, you know, let's speak specifically about what to do. Let, let me, uh, yeah, maybe I'll throw myself in here for a moment. So uh, I... Um, actually was privileged enough, <laughs> and I say this <laughs> so humble, you know, with uh, the fact that, you know, I was privileged enough to be one of maybe, I don't know, 25, 30 people uh, that uh, uh, was in the presence of uh, the First Lady, uh, Mrs. Obama. And we had, uh, uh, there was a big reception dinner at a very high-profile uh, designer, amazing designer, global designer. And so, Doris, I thought, okay, this is great. Obviously, we know it's a fundraiser and, you know, so what? But I think it's so important to take a hostess gift. And not only that, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, take a, 
a gift to the person that's actually going to be speaking. In this case, it was the First Lady and it was uh, Vice President uh, Biden's uh, wife or, you know, second lady, so on. So I, I took a hostess gift and the PR person said to me, oh, my God, wow, well, that's fabulous. You're the only one that bought, brought a gift. Now, I'm going to be honest, I really brought the gift. I, I always like to take a hostess gift. I, I do that, but I absolutely brought uh, this gift uh, to uh, uh, the First Lady because I collect rare documents, and I just thought it, it was a document that she and the president could really enjoy. And uh, I was sort of taken back because no one else brought a gift. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, I was very happy about it because uh, as, as she then later, you know, sent letters. All these beautiful things happened. So can you speak to that about the hostess gift? And even if it's the first lady <laughs> or the fabulous international designer who's hosting the event, are we taking the hostess gift and uh, is it okay to... Take uh, the speaker's gift, because I did bring the hostess gift as well. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, is this something that people should do? or what? Yeah, I mean, I think this, this is, uh, I don't know about should, because you're the expert, but I know that uh, it's appropriate, but is there, uh, you know, is there a point where, ah, we just kind of throw that out of the window? Ah, it's no big deal. Well, you know, one of the things that, that, Etiquette teaches us is uh, generosity. And ah, I like that. Okay. Us, uh, the three tenets that I mean, there are so many things in this, this area. I mean, I I could just talk about this. I like forever, the generosity. But, but, the, but <laughs> because I could speak about that in so many ways. I think we missed yes. the point with generosity. People are becoming more selfish every day. Me, me, some generation. I, yes, and some of it I think is that people just may not think about it. Uh, in the terms that you and I are, are talking about it. And for me, being in business, too, I know that bringing uh, a gift or bringing something or a product to people. Um, a product. That, ooh, no. I, ooh. Well, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> but I think that taking something to someone else says, thank you for this experience. Thank you for having me. And um, and I'm I'm presenting you something out of that out of that gratitude for being here. Right, and that's appropriate, right? It's appropriate. It to is do appropriate. That. I think you know there and there there's there's a lot to look into. So if you're going to someone's home, if you're going to a dinner party, you would you can either take something with you, or you can send something the next day, or you can send something ahead of time. The, the right. thing is, it's not to take something to the dinner party where the hostess has to do something with it. So if no, you bring right, a, if exactly. You to, if you bring a bottle of wine, it's not an expectation that that person is going to open it. Uh, not to bring flowers because what are you going to do with it? You've got enough to do without trying to find a vase to put those flowers <laughs> in. Or bringing a food item that you want to be served. That's a little bit selfish. Oh, yeah. Oh, my so goodness. So I, I think the um, taking the gift was really a very nice, generous uh, sign on your part. Everybody doesn't see it that way, and some of it, I think, is just training. Well, you know what? Okay, I'll yeah. Here, here's uh, that's that's interesting because then it takes me back to uh, again the way you know I grew up in that uh, I have this thing where uh, we should all eat on China. <laughs> I don't know because my mom would do this that we didn't eat on China every day, but it was you know holidays, any major events, you had to bring out this magnificent beauty 
art, you know, this China was just amazing. That was my mother. And so uh, I think that's kind of important. But now I'm around people who just feel very comfortable with eating out of paper plates, which brings me to the whole business platform. When you speak about uh, the, the fabulous tables and, and what we lay out for guests, when you're traveling or when it, you're even engaging locally in companies and corporations, I find that now everyone is scaling back. You know, if <laughs> you have a, a meeting, everyone is okay with uh, a few paper plates, and I understand that it takes a lot to, to have to manage uh, 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 washing dishes or picking up dishes or whatever. But it, where are we going with this as a society, too? Because traveling abroad and uh, visiting in other countries, they have no problem, uh, and I'm general, generalizing, of course, they have no problem in presenting their best. And I know we've done this uh, uh, in the past for many years. It was always beautiful. Now I feel like everything is just scaled down, <laughs> everything. So what's your take on that or what's your feeling about it and how can we, uh, again, uh, we're looking at our young people to be able to have uh, the maximum experience of uh, fine etiquette and, and being receptive to other cultures and you know, all these great things that uh, make us very well. I, I, I like that very well. The, the key word, I think, here is the maximum experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are levels. For me, um, it doesn't start with whether or not it's paper. It starts with whether or not there is a place setting. So great. if there's a beautiful paper plate and the silverware or whatever it is, whatever, even if it's plastic that people are using, if people can see that there's a rhythm and order to the table, that's where it starts for me. Okay, so excellent. if someone is at home and they're using a beautiful paper plate and, and plastic cutlery, as long as they set that up so that people see how to use it, that's a starting point. Excellent. I, I mm-hmm. tell people that going to McDonald's is bad on two, not to, going to, let me not say McDonald's, going to a fast food restaurant is, is unhelpful on two fronts. One, the food's not usually good for you, and two, you don't learn anything about a table setting. Because you're, <laughs> getting, you're getting little pieces of, of napkins, you pull those, and then you get, you know, your, your, your knife <laughs> and your fork and some plastic, and you take that out, and then you just put it on the table and eat, however. That, that's my biggest concern. As long as people start out knowing what the configuration looks like, then we can move from there. Ah, love it. And so once they can move, once they know how the table is to be set, where the napkin should go, where your glasses are, and how you should eat, well, then that's going to transfer to the maximum experience. Right. Which then know what China to do when you're with Chinette. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get to China, China, China plates. Yeah. Uh, then what, they, what they'll need to learn then is all of the variations, you know, the knife fork and uh, right. the fish knife and all that other stuff. But if, once they know the basics, that you right. start from the outside, you eat in, how to yeah. hold the fork. That's yeah. what's key to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. You, you, you mentioned something really uh, important and interesting uh, because we grew up, uh, you know, I grew up a very humble lifestyle, you know, I, you know uh, definitely not. <laughs> As most Americans grow up uh, in, in this country, you know, it's very humbling. And so my mom grew up a little different and, uh, 
she, I guess, brought passed all of this on to us. Her, uh, she grew up where it's kind of hard. I don't want to go into that. She, she, we had some struggling uh, moments growing up, but my mom didn't. And so I think she brought this into our lives. She didn't uh, uh, abandon her experience growing up so that we would miss ours. And so now, uh, 2000, again, 2013, we have young people, beautiful, beautiful, and brilliant young people trying very hard to navigate uh, this beautiful experience, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, the, the full experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, at times, uh, we're competing, and, and they are competing against so much, you know, technology, which we all love technology, but they're uh, competing against so much that doesn't allow them to really embrace the uh, simplicity of uh, a beautiful table, even if it's paper plates, you know. Um, Any suggestions as to how they can do this? Because they're, of course, our our future, and if uh, they're not uh, embracing some of these uh, ideas about etiquette, then they're going to have uh, a stumbling path because we don't want to break the legacies of our parents. So can you uh, share what you speak about in some of your classes? I, I will. One of the things that I, um, with I, what I share with uh, friends or organizations that I might speak with who come to me and say, you know, I have young children, or I have teenagers, and we can't fight this battle at every meal, and there are sports, and we're... You know, we're we're away from the table, and how do I incorporate this into our lives in a way that is not intrusive so that when everybody sits down, it's like, oh, God, here she goes again. You know, what are yeah. we supposed to do? <laughs> and I tell them two things. One, not to try to teach people while they're eating. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a really good one. I like that. That's, that's not people are not receptive. I tell them to have a meal where they tell their family, "Look, this is our etiquette training meal, and we're going to talk about it today, and we're going to practice, and then we'll come back next month and we'll see what we've learned or what we need to try and work on again, so that it's not every day. Didn't I tell you to put your napkin in your lap? Right, that kind of thing. So they, they, well, I they have this, a problem with that, George. They, I just, you know, they have to put their napkin in their lap. <laughs> so they designate I'm one meal. I'm one of those people. Well, they designate one meal, which is going to be the teaching meal. Okay. And then after that, everybody is on their own to practice, and then they'll come back again and they'll do the teaching meal. And then the reward for that is they'll go to a a super nice restaurant where everybody is (laughs) going to practice what they need to know. So yeah, that's one way. I, yeah. That's one way to do it. I think we have to be intentional about it. Right. Uh, maybe, um, maybe finding out what your what your family wants to know. Because mm-hmm. I, I did a what I called a gentleman's class with these young boys, fourteen to seventeen, and of course they came because their mothers signed them up. Right. Which, <laughs> they, which is what they told me, and I was concerned. I was a two hour class. And I was concerned about what I was going to present, that if they didn't talk, I was going to have two hours of silence. So I overprepared. You know, I wanted to make sure that if they didn't talk, I had enough to talk about, <laughs> enough demonstrations. I brought, you know, how to eat potatoes. I mean, it, just simple stuff, potato chips. We had a table and all this. Well, we only got to maybe page one or two. These young men had so many things 
that they wanted to know. So our young people do want to know, and I think mm-hmm. we need to give them an opportunity to ask us questions. And some of the things they said to me was, I told them that, you know, if they're taking a young lady out, they want to really be the perfect gentleman, and mm-hmm. if she goes to the ladies' room, oh, that room, always you helps. Know, <laughs> stand up when she leaves the table. And so right. I assume that they would, would know what to do next. And one young man said, well, do I have to stand up until she comes back? <laughs> I love so, that. So hold that uh, note, uh, Doris. We're going to break for commercial and we will return in a moment. We're speaking with Doris Young Boyer, a sense of grace. We'll return in a couple minutes. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you for joining in uh, with us uh, this morning. Uh, We're speaking with Doris Young-Boyer. Doris uh, Young-Boyer is our Sense of Grace. She has her own company, and uh, it's called the Sense of Grace. She's a CEO, and she's also um, an author, Mastering the Art of Success. Doris, can you uh, let uh, our listeners know where to find you or where to purchase the book? Uh, You do amazing programs all over the country and outside of the country. Uh, Can you let uh, everyone know where to find you? Yes, I would like to do that. My company is called A Sense of Grace Global Protocol. My website is www.asenseofgrace.com or www.dorisyoungboyer.com. Both of those will get you to my to my mm-hmm. website. And we, we is there a telephone there. number that you may want them to? Yes, and I will give the phone number. It's nine seven three four five four zero five six five. Thank my you. My email address is dyb at 
Doris Young Boyer. Great. I'm also Thank on LinkedIn. Uh, and the, the book, Mastering the Art of Success, is a wonderful book. Uh, it's an anthology, mm-hmm. and it is to help people broaden their knowledge and keep up with the latest trends and strategies and ideas to master the art of success. My contribution to the book is on what I call etiquette power, and it's about how to create winning habits and acquire the vital information that you need to stay competitive. Beautiful. The book can be purchased from my website. There is a link that says Mastering the Art of Success. Click on that link, and they'll be taken to uh, a PayPal account to purchase the book, which is $21.50. What we also have on our website is a links and resource section that a person can go to and get any articles that I've written, especially Mm -hmm. articles on crafting critical conversations. That's such an important part of etiquette. The conflict is a part of life. And how do you manage it? How do you say the right things? How do you handle the conflict at the right time Mm -hmm. so that the relationship stays intact and Mm you achieve the results that you want to achieve? Right. Well, you know, uh, that brings me to uh, the art of the handwritten note. <laughs> so uh, can we sometimes uh, uh, use our uh, writing skills to um, really help uh, master a sense of grace? You know, I get so many questions about email. Can you send a thank you note via email. One question that I received and I wrote about it was, can you send a sympathy note via email? Uh, and I said to the person, the question, it's a different question. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly you can do that. The question is, will I make the best use of this experience by sending it via email? Will I right. make the best impact exactly. for the person that I'm sending it to? Exactly. It is, ni- it is nice to get uh, is it the only way to go? Absolutely not. But it is one right. of those values that I really think we ought to reinstate. It it shows a commitment to letting that person know that you appreciated the experience when you sit down and you write a handwritten note. Even if it's a note that has a message already engraved, mm-hmm. you can put it at the bottom, really appreciate your kindness and sign it. It just takes a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, and it shows to me uh, a generosity to the person who's receiving it. It does. And, and you know, you, you write such beautiful handwritten notes. But that's also, uh, uh, this is something that I, for me only, personally, I equate with uh, you know, the paper plate or using, you know, dishes. It doesn't matter what it is. That's just for me. It's like, well, I've spent the time to do this. It's the value of what I want you to experience. But after it's all said and done, I know that, you know, it it is about the setting and people can learn from that. But the handwritten note, I guess um, uh, to your point, if, uh, if you're taking the time to write this, then again, it's it's a personal, you're feeling so much more. You can get a feel for what uh, the person has written because they've taken the time. And, you know, we're living in uh, a a society now where nobody writes anything. (laughs) And so, and of course, I'm generalizing. Uh, You know, uh, one example, uh, and and it's very unfortunate on my end, but um, my, when my mom passed, uh, 
you know, I have uh, a very large family, you know, 11 sisters, four brothers, and um, I have over 30 nephews, fabulous nephews. I say that all the time. They're amazing. They're great. 30 young <laughs> African-American men that are amazing. So here's the issue. Uh, I think I discussed this with you, too, at one point where, uh, you know, my mom passed and I, my, my girls are out on the West Coast. And, of course, we're getting all this information here, and they're asleep. And so everyone's sharing, but my nephew, being, you know, younger, he's texting, and he's Facebooking, you know, but beautiful, beautiful things. Uh, Hats off to him. Whatever way you can get the message out, I agree, but I have a problem with how we are to help them navigate this experience that you just spoke about, the art of, you know, a handwritten note or just to pick up the phone. So my girls did not, well, the way they received the information was, you know, through a text or Facebook. I just thought, oh, my God, that's so horrible. I didn't know what to do. Well, I think there's not a lot we we can do about that, but about that once we have those kind of experiences. I think that we do show by example in terms of the notes that we send. I mean, I send notes to my family. I send notes to my husband. I send notes mm-hmm. to my son. So they know that I'm a note person. Right. So, so from now, they, they they respond to notes to me. But I'll tell you, I had a, a wonderful experience with my son. I ran into one of his teachers, and she said to me, thank you so much for the note that you sent to me when my brother passed away. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember knowing that her brother passed away. And so mm-hmm. I said, well, now what am I going to do? Am I going to just say, oh, gee, thank you very much? I, I said, no, because somebody else might have sent that. I said, well, you know what? I didn't know your brother sent, your brother passed away, and I don't remember sending you a note. I said, but I'm really very, very sorry to hear about your loss. And she said, oh, yes, I got a note from you. And oh, I said, well, what did the note say? And the note said, sorry to learn, sorry about your brother. Sincerely, Mr. and Mrs. Boyer and Malcolm. Oh. And who do you think sent the note? Oh, my goodness. My son sent the note. So all those oh. years of of really trying to make him say thank you for the, the, the Christmas gift or the toy or whatever <laughs> it is paid off. And, I mean, that, oh, one, so that one experience will last me for the rest of my life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, every life. parent would love to hear that. Exactly. One of the so things beautiful. I think would make would be helpful to young people is to let them know that in business, because sometimes socially the rules sometimes are It's, are it's hard. I, but yeah. in business, it does set you apart when you take the time on a beautiful panel card that has your name at the top to thank someone for interviewing you or thank someone mm-hmm. for mentoring you or taking you to dinner yeah. or whatever. It says a lot about you. And in the end, we want people who will represent us and our business to the max. Right. Provide the maximum experience. So I tell people rather than right or wrong, because Mm -hmm. that kind of goes out the window, you're trying to create the maximum experience. Yes. And what will do that? And a handwritten note will do that more than an email. So if you need to do something quick, because we're in that era where everybody wants to respond quickly, Mm -hmm. you have an interview, and you want to thank Ms. Watson right away, thank you, Ms. Watson, very much for the interview. Still, when you get back to your home or to your office, send her a handwritten note because email goes to spam. Mm-hmm. 
email can get lost if you get a thousand a day. Um, yeah. It may not be seen. So if you want to stand head and shoulders above people that you consider your competition, then you need to put out the maximum effort mm-hmm. and give people the maximum experience, experience and do it with a sense of grace. And that's what a handwritten note does. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Well, uh, I want to ask you uh, now uh, to help us um, understand uh uh, the power of etiquette uh, traveling from state to state, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a broad sense. And most of the time I, I speak about uh, things generalizing because the whole idea is to uh, just bring it as close as possible to the listener or to us all so that um, we are connecting always, that mind, body, spirit. So, for example, we live in New Jersey and of course, we're uh, right across uh, the water here, the greatest country, uh, I think, in the world. I grew up in, in, in New York State, not New York City, but upstate New York. And mm-hmm. the experience for me just coming from upstate New York to New York City was, oh my gosh, it was so powerful, such an amazing impact. And I still say that Everyone in the United States should live in New York City at least for one year. Send your kids to New York City for at least one year. That's just me. But um, given the fact that we're so close in New Jersey to New York, but the difference in in culture and how we uh, do things and how we navigate, um, that uh, uh, to me uh, speaks uh, to how we're going to present ourselves uh, to the world and to com- companies or corporations and, and so on. Um, I'd love to hear your uh, feedback on uh, the presence of of now, of being, uh, you know, here now. I'm in New Jersey. I'm in a great place like New York City, close to it. But most people don't travel to New York City. So uh, I find that uh, that 20-mile uh, radius uh, so in effect uh, when you, you're trying to learn things, but you can't because you think where you are might be the right way to do it. And I know we've got the Internet and we've got beautiful experts like yourself, but I'd love to hear your feedback on that whole presence. I, I, listen, I'm going to throw it out there. New Jersey, no matter where I travel, everybody knows New Jersey, not necessarily for all these amazing, great things that New Jersey represents, but it's, yeah, the Jersey Shore, it's, you know, oh, well, your governor speaks this way or that way. Right. So tell, tell me uh, about that. Well, you know, New, New Jersey, while it's a, the Garden State, it's a small state compared to some others, there are so many regions here and so many different ways of behaving and doing things. I grew up in a small town. Oh, that's a good point. And, and I, so we have to, so it's not New Jersey. You know, it's it's all kind of counties. You know, there's Sussex County, there's there's Hunterdon, there's Essex. Each mm-hmm. of these counties has their own flavor, and then the towns in those those counties have their own flavor. Where I grew up in a, a, a my town, three miles long, a very small town. There are people there who have never been to New York City. Right, right. I mean, you can get to New York from that town in less than twenty minutes. They they have no reason to go because everything that they want for their life is right there. You will find that uh, people, some of the people that I went to high school with uh, married somebody else that we went to high school with and moved around the corner from their parents 
Maybe right. made the decision not to travel into into the right. city. Or I think well, ninety eight percent of our population uh, generally do not go outside the twenty mile radius as far as moving away. I do get that, but it well, it's still quite difficult to to know that um, you know you could still be close to one of the greatest cities in the world that can help you. I think navigate so much of uh, our life experiences that will help us, uh, you know, to go further into the business world. Yes. It depends on what you want. First of all, New Jersey is the brunt of, the brunt of everybody's joke. Um, yeah, just like of, Buffalo. So I'm yeah, from Buffalo. <laughs> for, lots, for lots of reasons. And so uh, it, it just means to me that they don't know the state. I mean, I think you have okay, perfect. The, high, you have the highest and then on that scale. Yeah, perfect. So, you know, know I, 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 I hate to cut you off, but I heard the music, and I just want to make sure that we can uh, have people uh, know where to find you again. So can you reiterate uh, where they can find you? Because we're going to have to close out now. This is so great speaking with you. I wish we could go on and on. But I hope you come back. I will definitely come back. This has been a wonderful conversation. And Thank I like you. the fact that it was so, a conversation. Uh, oh, yes. I love I, a conversation. So where can they find you way. again, Doris? I am Doris Young Boyer. My company is A Sense of Grace Global Protocol. I can be found on LinkedIn, um, www.linkedin.com slash Doris Young Boyer. My website is www.darsyoungboyer.com, as well as asenseofgrace.com. My email is dyb at darsyoungboyer.com. My book is called Mastering the Art of Success, and that can be purchased from my website, which again Thank is you. a Thank sense you. Of grace. Doris Young Boyer, A Sense of Grace. Thank you so much for joining us today, and hopefully we'll uh, see you soon. Well, in the Wellness Lounge, 14 South Orange Avenue, stop by. And again, thank you to all the listeners in Japan, Denmark, Great Britain, Canada. I am so thrilled that uh, you all find us uh, interesting. (laughs) Uh, Just remember, what we do is bring you closer to... Uh, being well, connecting mind, body, spirit, and the things that uh, I believe make us well or can help contribute to our wellness. And that's just knowing. And the person who is uh, sharing could live right next door to you. You never know. All that beautiful expertise out there. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll uh, speak to you next Monday. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.